This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, November 17th, 2023. You guys are aware that we have a new app, right? If not, you should download it right now. Head on over to your app store and type in Cross Politic Fight, Laugh, Feast, or Pub TV. One of those three should work. Once you find the app, you may need to update your app, or if you have a Droid phone, you may need to delete your current FLF app and re-download it. Once downloaded, you'll be able to view or listen to our content right on your mobile device. As always, if you'd like to sign up for a pub membership, you can head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. Now we get to the news, starting with George Santos. House Ethics Committee had to move to expel George Santos after release of damning reports. The chairman of the House Ethics Committee will move to expel Rep. George Santos, Republican of New York, from Congress after the release of a damning report into the embattled Long Island Republican. Chairman Guest feels that the evidence uncovered in the committee's investigation is more than sufficient to warrant punishment and that the most appropriate punishment is expulsion. That was Republican Mississippi Rep. Michael Guest's personal office who told that to Fox News Digital on Thursday. So separate from the committee process and his role as chairman, he plans to file an expulsion resolution during tomorrow's 9 a.m. pro forma session. The Ethics Committee released a damning report that accused Santos of having used campaign funds for personal purposes and engaged in fraudulent conduct, among other allegations. Guest filing the resolution on Friday tees up an ex- expected vote on whether to boot Santos from the House sometime after lawmakers return from the Thanksgiving break on November 28th. A 56-page deep dive into the allegations against Santos by the panel's investigative subcommittee detailed campaign funds being spent at spas and luxury stores, among other questionable places. The bipartisan subcommittee unanimously agreed that Santos knowingly caused his campaign's committee to file false or incomplete reports with the Federal Election Commission and use campaign funds for personal purposes, engaged in fraudulent conduct in connection with Redstone Strategies, LLC, and engaged in knowing and willful violations with the Ethics in Government Act as it relates to his financial disclosure statements filed with the House. That includes $50,000 in campaign donations that were wired to Santos's personal account on October 21, 2022, and allegedly used to, among other things, pay down personal credit card bills and other debt, make $4,127 purchases at Hermes and for smaller purchases at OnlyFans, Sephora, and for meals and for parking. Santos also spent more than $2,200 at resorts in Atlantic City, New Jersey from July 23, 2022 to July 24, 2022, according to the report. Despite a staffer telling the subcommittee that he was not aware of any events in Atlantic City and did not attend any campaign events in Atlantic City. Santos posted a lengthy response to the report on X in which he announced he would not seek re-election in 2024 and accused the House Ethics Committee of bias. He said, quote, If there was a single ounce of ethics in the Ethics Committee, they would have not released the biased report. The committee went to extraordinary lengths to smear myself and my legal team about me not being forthcoming. My legal bills suggest otherwise, Santos wrote. It is a disgusting politicized smear that shows the depths of how low our federal government has sunk, and everyone who participated in this grave miscarriage of justice should all be ashamed of themselves, end quote. GOP lawmakers from New York previously moved to expel Santos earlier this month, but the effort failed along bipartisan lines. Most Democrats who said they voted to punt the measure explained that they were waiting for the findings of the Ethics Committee reports. 
Moving on, China's Xi received standing ovation from American business leaders. Chinese President Xi Jinping received a standing ovation from American business leaders during an exclusive dinner in San Francisco on Wednesday. Xi met with President Joe Biden on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, conference in San Francisco Wednesday and had talks on a broad range of issues, including military communications, fentanyl trafficking, and Taiwan. During the private dinner in the city's downtown Regency hours later, she gave a speech about the need for China-U.S. cooperation and received praise from hundreds of high-level American business executives. China is pushing high-quality development, and the United States is revitalizing its economy, she said during his speech. There is plenty of room for cooperation. End quote. Among the leaders in the reception dinner were Apple CEO Tim Cook, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, Tesla and ex-CEO Elon Musk, and a number of executives from FedEx, Qualcomm, KKR, Blackstone, and Boeing, according to the Wall Street Journal. Tickets to attend the dinner started at $2,000 per person and up to $40,000 for a chance to dine with Xi at his table. Quote, I think it's important Americans and Chinese are meeting again face-to-face, said Managing Director for China, McLarty Associates John L. Holden, who attended the dinner, according to the New York Times. This is not a magic bullet, but it is something that can provide possibilities that wouldn't exist otherwise, end quote. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo said, quote, All of you here this evening remain keenly interested in doing business with China and to find ways to advance our bilateral economic relationship. I know that because half of you have come to see me to tell me that, end quote. During his speech, she claimed that China is ready to be partners and friends rather than adversaries with the U.S., according to the Times. He also evoked China's history with the U.S. recalling American and Chinese cooperation to defeat the Japanese during World War II. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom gifted Xi a Golden State Warriors basketball jersey during the dinner, according to the Chinese Foreign Affairs spokesperson in attendance. In the meeting with Biden hours prior, Xi agreed to reestablish military-to-military communication lines with the U.S., which had been cut off in February. She also agreed to take steps to dramatically curtail the creation of fentanyl precursors created in China, which often end up in Mexico, to be made into completed products that are subsequently trafficked into the U.S. Biden praised his Wednesday meeting with Xi and then called him a, quote, dictator minutes later. Quote, well, look, he is, Biden said during a press conference Wednesday. And Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that we used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that's based on a form of government totally different than ours. The White House and China's foreign ministry did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Now this. Pro-Palestinian protesters block bridges in Boston and San Francisco during rush hour. Pro-Palestinian protesters blocked traffic on bridges in Boston and San Francisco during rush hour Thursday morning to call for a ceasefire in Gaza as Israel continues to target Hamas leadership more than a month after a militant group's deadly incursion into Israel. On the Boston University Bridge, the group, if not now which says it represents members of Boston's Jewish community, chanted, ceasefire now, and demanded that Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts support an immediate ceasefire and use her influence to stop the Israeli government's military action in Gaza. The protest slowed traffic to a trickle on the bridge, which connects Boston and Cambridge, as the group held signs that said, let Gaza live, and unfurled a banner across the roadway that 
Red, Jews say, ceasefire now. We care about Palestinian lives. We only want to hurt Hamas, one protester on the bridge told NBC Boston, while another said there can't be peace for Jews unless there is peace for Palestinians. Meanwhile, pro-Palestinian protesters also shut down the Bay Bridge in San Francisco, where President Biden was courting world leaders at the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. The Arab Resource and Organizing Center planned the demonstration, in which protesters were heard shouting, Free Palestine and We Want Justice. Others chained themselves to the bridge or lay in the road covered with sheets smeared with fake blood. Fox 2 and KTVU reported those findings. Authorities had closed one lane on the bridge as a preventative measure during the summit. The station reported citing the California Highway Patrol. Israel vowed to wipe out Hamas after the militant group launched its October 7th surprise attack in which at least... 1,200 people died in Israel, and around 240 were taken captive by militants back to Gaza. More than 11,200 Palestinians have been killed since the war began, according to the health ministry in Hamas-run Gaza. The protest came as Israeli forces dropped leaflets warning Palestinians to flee parts of southern Gaza. Residents said Thursday signaling a possible expansion of their offensive. And now to Chicago. Miserable Chicagoans drop Mayor Brandon Johnson's approval rating to 28%. In Wednesday's glorious edition of Democrats getting what they voted for, newly elected Democrat Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson has an approval rating of just 28%. Echelon Insights polled 800 registered voters in Chicago between October 18th and 22nd. So now it is possible that Johnson, who won a majority just seven short months ago, is now sifting with a dismal 28% approval rating, which is only one point higher than Lori Lightfoot, the sitting mayor he defeated he had in January of 2023, which was only one month before she lost her re-election campaign. I think the answer to this disconnect is obvious. In Chicago, dead people can vote, but dead people cannot be polled over the telephone. When asked about Chicago's worst issues, 69% of those polled said crime. That's only a two-point decrease since February. Then came high taxes, 31%, and homelessness, 20%. Everything else was under 15%. When asked how Mayor Johnson is doing on these top three issues, only 21% approved of the job he's doing on crime, while 66% disapproved. On economic development, only 32% approved, while 43% disapproved. On housing and homelessness, only 18% approved, while 63% disapproved. On the specific issue of management of immigrants transported to the city, only 23% approved, while 64% disapproved. This question relates directly to his fraudulency, Joe Biden, throwing the southern border wide open to millions of unvetted third-world illegal aliens. On the same question, living Chicago voters were asked, how do you feel about Mayor Brand? and Johnson's proposed plan to house migrants in base camps made up of large heated tents in various parts of Chicago. Only 28% approved, while 63% disapproved. Those who said they strongly oppose on this question made up nearly half, 46%. When asked if they supported or opposed Chicago's status as a sanctuary city, the majority of 52% opposed, while 42% supported it. In February of 23, the month before Chicago voted Lightfoot out, 28% said the city was headed in the right direction. That number has now dropped to just 20%. Well, 65% say things are headed in the wrong direction. Now that cash bail has been eliminated statewide, it hurts Chicago more than any other city. Only 35% of Chicagoans support that policy. But the Democrat governor who instituted that suicide pact won around 80% of the vote in Cook County, which is where Chicago sits. This poll tells us that Chicagoans are getting exactly what they voted for and are quite upset over it, which tells you 
just how damaged the Democratic Party is. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to next year's conference, head on over to FightLaughPeace.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic, email me at garrison at fightlapfeast.com and guys before we go if you could leave a five-star review of this show of the daily news brief i would greatly appreciate it as that will help push it on your podcast platform other than that it's been a great week thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time for cross-politic news i'm garrison hardy have a great weekend and lord bless